This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone, today's video includes three posts from r slash pro revenge, a subreddit where people post stories of getting revenge on people that have wronged them in some way and the coolest ones, the most interesting ones, the most satisfying ones get upvoted to the top. So we've got three stories. First story, steal my laundry detergent. Hope you like the bleached clothes look. This happened when I was in college back in 2011. I lived in a four story dorm that was all guys, about 40 to 60 guys per floor. Each floor had one laundry room with three washers and three dryers, plus cubbies to store your laundry bag or soap in while you were washing. A few months into the semester, I noticed my laundry detergent was disappearing faster than it should be. Not a huge deal, but mildly annoying. What made it a bigger deal was that whoever was stealing my detergent would also take my clothes out of the washer and leave them on the floor so they could wash their clothes. This pushed me over the line. I would typically do a load while I went to class, not classes, so this made finding the perp tricky. Then a golden idea hit me. I went to Walmart and bought a new jug of laundry detergent, the same brand I always get, but I also bought extra strength bleach. I poured half the detergent from the new bottle into my old bottle and replaced it with the extra strength bleach. That next day I did my laundry as usual, but left the new and improved detergent in the cubby instead of my regular stuff. Then I waited. After class, sure enough, my clothes were sitting in a pile on the floor soaking wet and the whole laundry room smelled of bleach. Just what I wanted. Fast forward to the next week. Every Monday night we had floor meetings where we basically talked about rules and crap as a floor. In walks the guy, we'll call him Bob, wearing a newly bleached hoodie and ruined jeans. Bob drops his pile of ruined clothes on the floor and starts spouting off about how someone owed him money for his ruined clothes. The whole floor bursts out in laughter. Apparently I wasn't the only one Bob was stealing soap from. He didn't get another sentence out of his mouth before our RA told him stealing detergent was still a crime, so it was his own damn fault. Enjoy your bleached clothes, Bob! A crappy apartment I lived in back in the early 2000s had storage units and laundry in the basement. One day I was rummaging around in my storage unit when I saw a neighbor girl come down and put her load of clothes in the dryer, put in some coins, and leave. A little bit later, another scumbag neighbor come down. He stopped the dryer cycle, took her clothes out, and threw them on the ground, then took his stuff out of another washing machine and stick it in the dryer the girl had just paid for, and then he left. Well, this calls for a little vigilante justice. I had a few little bottles of liquid-ass prank stink spray. If you've ever experienced it, you know that just a tiny little squirt can clear a room. I went and dumped an entire bottle all over his clothes, then restarted the dryer cycle so that it could get well and truly baked in. I went back down and checked the basement a few hours later, and the guy's clothes were piled in the trash, reeking like a pit toilet. The dryer stunk too still, so I put a buck in and let it run empty. It aired out fine, so no one else had to suffer. Edit, to those who are commenting, why didn't I just switch them back out, or why did I leave her clothes on the floor? A, I mainly wanted to ruin this guy's shit in the hopes that he'd be scared to ever do this again. And B, if I had moved her clothes, it would have looked like she did it. 
and I know that he knew who she was because the time between her leaving and him entering was maybe 10 seconds. Unless you took off at a full sprint, there's no way you could be out of the line of sight of anyone walking towards the basement steps in that amount of time. Your story reminded me of one of my experiences living in an apartment building. Where I lived, the owner had two buildings side by side. The laundry room was in the other building, so I sat in the laundry room and timed how long the washer and dryer took so I could go get my clothes immediately after they were done. Never did laundry if I had to leave my apartment. I had just put my clothes in the dryer and I went back to my apartment to watch some Netflix while I waited for the dryer cycle to finish. I accidentally fell asleep and slept through my alarm. Finals week, man. I come back to my clothes not in the dryer but folded neatly on the table in the laundry room. Some lady had to dry off her clothes and mine were done so she took my clothes out, put her clothes in, and then folded my clothes. Thanks, Miss Chloe. I appreciated you back then, but I didn't know how much I should have appreciated you until I read horror stories about other people. On to our next story of revenge. I'm not paying a finder's fee for stolen property. Thief earns himself a felony instead. I had just moved to a new city for work and had been working here for about three months, so I'm still pretty new to the area. My apartment complex, I would say, is in a nicer part of the city and is pretty well kept, so I didn't really expect anyone to go and try breaking into cars. I was set to travel and had a pretty early drive, so I had packed everything for my week-long trip the night before so that I could get up and just get on the road. The next morning, I walk out to my car and I see clothes off to the side of my car and, thinking it was weird, started to look around the car. Turns out my car had been broken into and was cleaned out. Out of the trunk they took my laptop bag, which had both my personal computer and a government computer, two gym bags, one that had my work clothes and the other had my workout clothes and personal hygiene stuff, and a backpack that had my Nintendo Switch and office supplies in it. They also took about $50 out of the console where I keep change and random bills for parking. This obviously throws a wrench into my work travel, so I call my supervisor, explain the situation, and come back into work. It's my fault I left all that stuff in my car, so I had to go to our security or IT office and explain what had happened and see what the next steps were to get a new work computer. During this meeting with the physical security manager, which was three hours after I found my car broken into, I get a call from a local number and turns out this guy had found my laptops on the side of the road when he was coming home from visiting his mom. My bag had a contact me if found number conversation goes as follows. Guy, hey man, found your laptops on the side of the road. I figured you'd want them back. They look pretty important. Government laptops are plastered with stickers with official jargon and returning instructions. Me, for sure. I'm currently at work now, but I can come meet you or whatever works. Guy, yeah man, I'm just coming back from visiting my mom, so I'm trying to get home so I can relax. Me, cool, I, I can make it work. Can you text me your address and everything so I can just come to you? Guy, I'll send it to you here in a second. It's also my birthday, so if I can get some money for like a finder's fee or whatever, I think that'd be cool. Me, yeah man, whatever you need. See you in a bit. As soon as I get off the phone, I call the local police in that area and explain that this guy is trying to extort money from me to get stolen goods back. They instruct me to meet them a few blocks away from the residence and they will send a plainclothes cop and officers to act on my behalf so I am not in direct contact with the guy just in case since the situation sounds sketchy. 
I go and meet them where they go to the residence. The guy is hesitant seeing the cop cars and takes a few minutes to return the bag, with the laptops in it. They bring the bag to me to identify the laptops and everything's still there. I accept the bag and got my laptops and bag back. Easy enough. On the drive back to work, no more than 15 minutes later, this guy still had my number and starts going off. Bad, unreadable spelling and all is seething through text messages on how I could get the police involved. He was trying to be a good Samaritan and he should have thrown my shit in the grabbage. So I did the normal thing and blocked the number. Now I'm still missing everything else including the Nintendo Switch which was in a case with seven games. Important. I was originally going to take the loss on it and take it as a stupidity tax since it was almost impossible to get back. However, something didn't sit right with me with this guy and thinking if he did have it he was going to try to sell it fast and cheap. I went on to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist searching for a Switch for cheap around the same location as his house. Bingo! The ad read, $200, Nintendo Switch with 7 games in case lightly used. No charger or dock. Must be gone today. The location was enabled and was within 2 miles of his address. The phone number was the same, and the dock and charger were in my apartment. So I had a buddy of mine who lived in the next city over contact him asking if he could hold on to it till tomorrow, since he wouldn't be in town until the next day and he would pay him $300 instead. The dude agrees, and also gets him to read off all 7 games that were there. This was to buy us more time so I can go coordinate with the police. The next morning I get everything together to go make a case to police to assist me with this. Police report, the Craigslist ad, the serial number from Nintendo, the screenshots of the text messages between him and my buddy. I make my case and the police agree to do the same thing as the day before and meet me somewhere else to go over what the plan was. I meet them and go over his address and what all I had missing. These are different officers than the day before, and they recognize the address and the name. We found out this guy is known for this stuff, and is currently on probation. So we come up with a plan where my buddy will call us on his work phone so we can hear the conversation, and call him on his regular phone to see what's going on. The police use a plane car, go to this meetup spot, and acting like my buddy, scoop the guy up and get him to cough up the rest of the stolen goods. They were able to recover all my items, including all my clothes and bags. He ends up going to jail and earns a new felony on his record for receiving stolen property. I think I would have lost the rest of it if I didn't do the digging on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. TLDR. Car got broken into and had over $2,000 worth of stuff stolen. Thief calls me for a finder's fee. After some Craigslist perusing, ended up getting everything back and the thief a new felony charge. And wrapping it up, our last story of revenge, 14 people, including me, walk out in protest. So Friday the 13th happened. It was glorious for all intents and purposes. I run day-to-day -day operations for a decent sized company. We have a president who runs the company in-house. He can be tedious, overwhelming, and an all-around dick sometimes. Other times, he can be as cool as can be. This was one of the times he was an overbearing, micromanaging dickbag. As shop foreman, I take my job seriously with morale. If my guys aren't happy, good product isn't produced. If good product isn't produced, customers aren't happy. Looking towards quality control, it doesn't help when guys are overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated. Friday was one of those days that started out well, but by 6.40 a.m. it had deteriorated to shit. Note, we officially don't start work until 7 a.m. 
After the start, it was bitch about this, micromanage that. Several people being cussed at and belittled, everyone had had enough. Once in our programming office, the idea was floated by someone that we should walk out. He can't fire us all. Now, we've all joked about this time after time, but it's never been more than a thought. We grit our teeth and bear it. That day was something different. After getting yelled at again for something out of my control, I finally said, flip it. When someone asked if I was in and serious, I said yes. Then it snowballed from there. A total of 20 were supposed to walk out, but due to cold feet and a few taking a shit, only 14 made it. At 10 a.m., we made our move. I told everyone to wait until he would be distracted with a machine and we'd all clock out and leave. We all waited. When he was distracted, I gave the roundup signal and everyone left. A few stopped for beer to relax. We weren't intending on going back to negotiate until Monday. We all met at a guy's house and discussed why we walked, what we wanted, and what our terms were. One thing was very clear. We all came back, or no one did. After talking for two and a half hours and coming to our terms, we decided to head back after a text from him. We were going to corner him, we were going to talk it straight, or we weren't working anymore. The talk lasted almost two hours, with both parties flexing their given muscles at some point. But one thing was made clear, things were going to change, or we'd all go look for new jobs. After several people were threatened with being fired, and none being let go, we came to terms that benefited us. For once, our workplace had so much morale, people were excited to work again. We went back to work with a purpose, agenda, and pride. This is the first Monday I've looked forward to work in a year. Even the guys who couldn't come, the people in the main office, we stirred the pot. We've made it known we're not going to go through this anymore. I'll vouch for any of my men, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. So that's it for the post, guys. Crazy stories of revenge here. So satisfying to hear and to read. How do you guys feel about these stories? Do you feel like the people who got revenge were justified in their actions? Do you feel like they went too far or maybe didn't go far enough? Let us know your reactions in the comments below. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, if you like the video, please leave a like or contribute to that conversation in the comments. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more, hear more posts from Pro Revenge and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Enjoying the podcast? An easy and effective way to support us is to simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description box below. It would mean so much to us. As always, thank you for listening. Hey everyone, today's post comes to you from r slash petty revenge, a subreddit where people post stories of small victories over those who dared to cross them. Here's today's post. My math teacher forgets object permanence and retires. The setting, United States. Me, sixth grade math class. I was a painfully shy kid. I'm nearsighted and most teachers noticed it. Being able to see the board equals being engaged in learning. Teachers usually seated me in the front of the classroom and I would do really well. Except for this math teacher. My last name is towards the bottom of the alphabet and he would only seat us alphabetically. 
For context later, he was an older teacher. I ended up in the back of his class. After struggling to see the board being a non-confrontational child, I wrote him a note on my homework asking to move to the front. I got my homework back at the end of class with a big red underlined NO assigned seats only written on it. I was devastated. I've never been in trouble and didn't think that it was that hard to switch me around. This is where the revenge plays out. I love to read. I always have. I always had books with me. After being frustrated by not being able to see the board, I quit trying. I'd bring out whatever book I was currently reading and just read during class. Nothing was said at first. One day, I was reading in class and it just got quiet, like a sudden drop in temperature. It got quiet enough for me to look up. He was lingering next to me and the whole class was staring. Again, I'm painfully shy. He held his hand out and shouted, BOOK! I handed it over, and when class was over, he had me stand in the front of the class and say I was sorry for causing a disruption. I was too shy to talk. I ended up getting an after-school detention for defiance. I was also late for my next class. I always carried my books separate from my binder so I could read while walking to class. The next day, he took my book right out of my hands while I was walking into class. I got it back, and by the end of the day, I finished that book. The library had five copies of the next book in the series. I checked all of them out. The next day, like clockwork, I walked into class with my nose in the book and he took it from me. Once class started and he stopped staring at me, I pulled my next copy out. Eventually he saw it and he stormed over to my desk. I didn't tell you that you can have this back. Don't take things off my desk, he yelled. I didn't, I replied. He turns around. Sure enough, there was a book on his desk and one in his hand. The whole class laughed. The laughter made him even angrier. He walked over to his desk and slammed the book down. I waited for him to stop staring before I pulled out copy number three. He sees it and repeat. He takes the book out of my hands, the whole class laughs, and he slams it down on the desk. Copy number four is where it got interesting. He sees it, storms over, get up! I grab my binder and stand next to my desk, where he opens it and doesn't see anything. He slams the top down and tells me to stand in the corner for the rest of the class. He adds book number four to the pile and goes back up front. What I didn't know was that the teacher on the other side of the wall called the principal during book number four's incident, and she was on her way down. I open my binder ever so slowly, it was zippered, and take out copy number five. Set my binder down and start reading. He sees me. He is a hella mad now. He comes over, screaming at me for disrupting his class. He goes to open my desk, rips the top off of it. He throws my textbook on the floor. He sees my binder, opens it, and dumps the contents on the floor. Right as the principal is walking in the door. She sees him, the papers, me in the corner, and the broken desk. What are you doing? He was shocked. All he could muster was, SHE HAS A BOOK! before grabbing me and taking the book out of my hands. She ran over to him, got me loose, and took the book from him. Are you insane? He stormed out of the classroom. The principal asked me to come to her office. She called my mom, and I got to go home early. We had a substitute teacher for a few weeks, 
before he announced he was retired unexpectedly. And yes, I was then moved to the front of the class. I still hate math, though. How come he didn't get glasses? My teachers forced me to wear mine, and I hated them as a kid. I like them now, though, 20 years later. I wish my mom got me glasses. She was a single mom with four kids, and couldn't afford it. After this incident, though, the librarian at my school actually took me to get glasses. I love having glasses now, just because I remember how awful it was when I was younger. And now, as an adult, I can buy my own. Oh, that's rough. Are you in America? In Australia, our glasses are mostly covered by our public health system, but even with that, they weren't that affordable in the 90s. What a nice librarian, though. Your librarian is an angel! I hope you've been able to visit her as an adult and let her know just how much of an impact she had on your life. I've had glasses since I was three and I can't imagine life not being able to see. My parents were 16 when they had me, so crappy jobs and no insurance, and they pinched pennies and did payment plans so I would be able to see and correct a lazy eye. I've been an avid reader since before kindergarten, and a mix of my jobs has been in newspapers and photography. Giving someone the gift of sight is incredible. When I graduated high school, I went back and found her. I had moved schools a few times after this, but I never forgot her. When I think of people who shaped my childhood, she's definitely up there for positive reasons, unlike everyone else on that list. I had a similar problem when I couldn't see the daily math quiz written on the whiteboard. I also sat at the back of the class due to seating assignments, and I used to walk up to the front of the class, scribble down the problems where I could see the board, then sit back down to finish the quiz. However, my mom could afford cheap glasses for me. She just wouldn't buy them because she thought I was making it up about not being able to see, like I was some type of vision hypochondriac. It was only when my grades started to suffer. I got too self-conscious about standing in front of the class to see the notes on the board in most of my classes that my mom finally caved in about buying me glasses. Nearsighted with a touch of astigmatism? Who the F wants to fake that? Dude, I feel you. I'm legally blind, everyone just thought I was mentally disabled. Didn't learn to read fluently until 4th grade. I had issues with my math teacher in 6th grade as well. I live in Texas. She also taught my oldest sister 2 years before me. The first time I dressed like a girl and not a tomboy, she said I looked like a hoochie mama and let the other kids call me that. It went on during the entire class. I didn't, quote, look like a girl again for years. My mom had to be escorted off the campus once because she swung at her. But to be fair, that teacher deserved it. I know OP didn't have glasses, but I wear glasses and have most of my life, but I've always struggled sitting at the back even with glasses. My eyesight degenerates pretty quick, usually need a new prescription yearly, so after a few months of new glasses, I would be struggling. Also, I have a severe squint and I had surgery on, but still have problems because of it and astigmatism on top of being near and farsighted. Really struggled in class around the age of nine until I got moved to the front. Luckily, in secondary school, we were alphabetical and I had a B surname. I have astigmatism too. All of this never would have happened if you would have just moved me up front. But then I wouldn't have a story about the bravest thing I ever did. And who knows, I could have loved math. That was such a clever thing to do. I was impressed as I read it. I was an introvert in school as well. Wish I could have been as clever when they found my golden comic book of Heidi in my desk in fourth grade. I got paddled for that. <sighs>
For a self-described shy kid who was mortified to be singled out, you are hella brave planning that act of defiance. Whenever anyone asks me, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? I tell them this story. I've never done anything like this since. The opportunity presented itself when the library had five copies of the book series, Animorphs. No other book in the series had five copies. This was incredible, and now knowing that the Animorph series was involved made the revenge that little bit sweeter. I loved those books. Those books are one of my favorite memories of my childhood. I can't tell you if those or the Artemis Fowl books are my favorites. My little brother was super into Animorphs. I made fun of him because they were childish, but read every single one in secret. I still don't think he knows. I didn't think I could love child you more, but the fact that it was Animorphs makes me consider you a kindred spirit. You had the bravery of a grizzly bear and the cunning of a red-tailed hawk. This isn't petty revenge. This is Matilda-level shit right here. I think it was sheer genius to check out five copies. I'm going to enjoy the story for a long time. I lost it at, she has a book! Never laugh so hard on this sub. You rock, OP. I keep thinking about the librarian, sitting there. You want five copies of the same book? So he chastised you for reading a book instead of asking you why you were reading? embarrassed you in front of the class for a disruption that he himself caused because he decided to stop the class for that bit of nonsense. Then took five books consecutively and slammed them on the desk loud enough to have another teacher call the principal out of worry. Breaks a desk because of a effing book and to top it off, grabs you in front of his boss while clearly angry. Yeah, if I didn't know better, I'd swear he was trying to get fired. So that wraps up today's post. Wow, what a story about revenge. What did you think about this post? Do you have any similar petty revenge stories or similar experience with not being able to see the board in class? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. As always, if you liked the video, leave a like or comment below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you want to see more and hear more posts from r slash petty revenge and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening.